The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boot rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina. I don't know what happened there. I sucked in a hairball or something. I don't know. <laughs> the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about to hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of, <laughs> I got the convids, you're exactly right. Uh, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. And um, yeah, you can watch the video portion of the radio show. That's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Uh, when you get over there, there's two videos. The one on the left is Bradley's show from yesterday. That'll be, li- that'll be there till 3 o'clock, at which time he goes live today, 3 p.m. Eastern. 
And then on the right side of the page is where we're streaming uh, live now. Just uh, blow that up on whatever device you got and click on the Rumble icon. Join us over there. We're on Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com on the top of the page. And <clears throat> we're also on DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty, as well as Twitch at Setting Brushfires. And if you've got a Roku device, we're on over there on Cutting Edge TV. We appreciate those guys carrying us as well. Right up under where we're streaming live, sign up for our email newsletter. We would appreciate that support. Uh, if you want our ministry email, go to sonsoflibertyradio.com. That comes out once a week. You can sign up for it right there on the front page. And then if you want to support us, uh, there's a donate button at the top of the page of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that, make a one-time donation, or partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. Our store is also available, so be sure to check that out. This week we are highlighting, uh, we're highlighting the grass book, but uh, yeah. Squarespace, for some reason, you got to hit it a second time, get that picture up. Um, I don't know why that is. Sometimes it works just fine, sometimes it doesn't. Anyway, um, <clears throat> normally $11 is Bradley's book, Grass Doesn't Work, The Rocks Do. Normally $11, you can get 25% off through Saturday night at midnight when you use the promo code GRASS. Real simple, use promo code GRASS and uh, you get 25% off, and that is through Saturday night. Now, we were going to do a... Um, a week long of the prepping stuff, and today was going to be about food and herbs you can grow for good health and for treatments, for healing. I'm trying to get away, I'm trying to repent, if you will, of using the terms medicinal, medicine, stuff like that, because all of them have their roots in the idea of sorcery. So I'm wanting to kind of move towards a more biblical approach um, in how I speak. So you're going to hear me changing some things up. I had to even think through some things this morning of doing that. But uh, David wasn't feeling very well yesterday. He didn't get much sleep the night before, um, which is unusual for him to go take to go to bed early in the morning. <laughs> but he needed that. He was he was really drained, and he wasn't feeling very well this morning. I got that you know just a couple of minutes before the show. So be in prayer for David, and hopefully we're going to have him back on Thursday, and we'll pick that subject up then. Um, but let me let you in on a couple of, um, headlines here we've got, and then, you know, it's going to be kind of a smorgasbord, but there's a couple of things I do want to focus on, uh, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Uh, this is from our friend Suzanne Hamner. New info on Pax Lovid, uh, confirms January, 2022, three-part series warning. Now, Suzanne had taken, and you know her in the chat is Joni, um, Suzanne had taken and went through this Paxlova that they were getting ready to, to roll out. And these companies, it's interesting to me how they, it, whatever they put out, they're going to make money off of that, and then it's going to cause problems, and then they're going to have something in the wings or several things in the wings that they're going to make money on selling you there. It, it's <clears throat> it's kind of like if you took your car to a garage, and there was nothing wrong with it. You went there to have the oil changed. And the mechanic comes out and what he's actually done is, let's say he cracked your axle. That one's a little far out. Maybe he did something a little less than that. Maybe he broke your alternator. And now he's going to tell you your alternator is bad. There wasn't anything wrong with it when you pulled it in there. So he, he puts the alternator on. And in the process of putting the alternator on, uh, it messes up one of the one of the little pulleys there, right? And he says, "Oh, we got to have one of these too." 
And then there might be something else that strings along that. And then by the time you leave out of there, you were looking at an oil change that was, gosh, they're ridiculous now, 30 to $50, something like that. You, you're looking at an oil change. Now you're looking at, you know, five, six, $700. So, you know, that's, this is kind of how this stuff rolls out. And we saw that with the blood clots. And then we saw the blood clot medicine uh, that was being sold as a result of the people getting blood clots from the Depop shots, right? All right, so that's kind of where that is. Check that out. Suzanne also has the links to her three-part series uh, if you're interested in going back and seeing what she was saying about it before all of this other stuff came out. Also, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Innocent unarmed woman forced to lie down as cop dumped six rounds in her back executing her. I, this one... I got to tell you, this one, her name is Andrea Thomas Cherna. This is out of the state of Washington, Redmond, Washington. The story here, I, it's almost, it's almost unbelievable. I mean, it really is almost unbelievable. Do you guys remember the guy? Um, he was caught at a hotel with a woman who wasn't his wife. He had been sticking a BB gun or something out the window of the hotel or something. So the cops show up. I think this was out in New Mexico, I think. And so the woman comes out and she gets by the cops and the guy's got, he's in a hotel hallway, right? The cop is. He's got his semi-automatic you know, AR-15 there in the hallway and he, he doesn't even have 20 feet. So I don't know why he didn't just pull out a handgun if that was the issue. But he's got that out. The guy comes out of the, out of the hotel room He's got him on his knees. The guy's pants won't stay up. Um, want him to crawl to him, do all this stuff. If you move, if you try to do this, I'm going to shoot you. And the guy's just itching to shoot the guy. I think on my part, if I was in that situation, I wouldn't do anything except keep my hands out and just be still. I'm not crawling to you, dude. You got it in for me. You're wanting to kill me. And then he shot the guy point blank range with the rifle. Killed him. This is what happened to this lady. This lady called the cops. She had her gun. She called the cops because she, I think she thought she was being stalked or somebody was coming around her place or something like that. But she called for help. And <clears throat> listen to how Matt put the story here. He said, when the officer arrived to help Cherna, she did as police asked. She put the handgun down inside her apartment and walked out of the front door with her hands in the air, wearing only a T-shirt and yoga pants. Cherna did exactly as Officer Mendoza ordered. She laid face down in the hallway of her apartment and put her hands out. Despite complying with all of his orders, the officer, who had been on the job for just 18 months, took aim with his AR-15 and put six rounds, not in her front, in her back. Executing the unarmed, innocent mother who called the police for help. Now, her father is a former police uh, ch chief of police, and he wants to know what's going on. This is absolutely crazy. I don't see any... If you've got a woman who's called you for help, she's left her gun in, the, in the, her apartment, she's laid down on the ground, she's put her hands out, and you come up and you shoot her in the back, and this Mendoza character hasn't been arrested on the spot? See, you or I would be, would, be, would be that. We would be arrested immediately. The thin blue line, there's a reason there's a line there. They get treated different. 
in most cases, they get treated different. And this is why we highlight these stories. This is why I push for people to get into tacticalcivics.com, learn your civic duties, and you be the law enforcer that the, that the Constitution established, the militia. Then there ain't no lines. It's just us, the people, and tyrants. That's it. There's no deception about who's on what side or this, that, and the other. Okay? No deception about that at all. But we keep getting stories like this. And, you know, sometimes it's, you know, you got a rogue cop and the other ones aren't doing this. And I get it. I get it. I'm not broad brushing. I'm just simply saying, if we want these kinds of things to stop, we're going to have to be the ones to stop it. We are the people. See, we're the solution. Not Donald Trump, not Joe Biden, not Barack Obama, not your favorite politician who comes out and talks a good game, but they don't really do anything. It's the people. We're going to have to be the ones to do that. All right. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Also, in the culture war, this is, now this is another part of what's going on. You know, for over a year now, we've seen parents go to school boards and praise God for them standing up and, and, and giving it to the school boards. Had somebody asked me last night, you know, what else can we do here at the, with the school board? I sent them the Bonds for the Win um, website to check it out to see what's going on there. This is something, this is a tool you can use against them. But a bigger tool that you can do is get all those parents who are irate over what they're putting in the, in the, in the schools. And the parents, number one, you get your kids out of those schools. You do whatever you've got to do. To get those kids out. If you got to sell, you know, old stuff that you aren't using or whatever, if you got to sell the, uh, an extra car that you don't need or whatever the case may be, you get your kids out of the schools, you teach them yourself like Deuteronomy 6 tells you to do. Number one. Number two, you don't leave the other kids alone there. You keep hammering at them in these school boards. Your kids are, in essence, a weapon against them too because they're getting paid based on the number of students who attend. So stop turning your kids over to the state to be indoctrinated because they certainly aren't being educated. Okay? They aren't being educated. And Ron Paul has a, a great curriculum that you can start off with. And you can start, you know, if you've got young kids, you can start for free. In the culture war, separate school and state. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, sonsofLibertyMedia.com, they can print money. They can't print food. This is partly why um, I'm dealing with the issue of preparedness. I see what's coming. You guys see what's coming. And you want information on, okay, how can I cover myself on all these fronts? Because a lot of stuff is going to go south really, it, really different than we have now. And am I prepared to take care of myself, my family, my neighbors? You know, what's going on there? And I played for you the video the other day of these guys laughing. Oh, we probably put, you know, printed too much money. Oh, you know, like it was no big deal. Like, you know, I don't know. I clipped my fingernail wrong or something. That's kind of how they're treating it. Um, but anyway, that's, that's another thing. All right. So let me, let me share with you a couple of things here. A couple of videos. One is this guy, um, Alejandro Mayorkas. 
the head of Homeland Security. I want you to listen. <laughs> listen to what this guy just... It's incredible to me what these guys are saying. Listen to what he says. The DHS has directly released at least 836,000 aliens into the United States since January 21st. Then you add the 207,000 unaccompanied alien children, UACs. And then your Border Patrol estimates somewhere from 200 to 400,000 gotaways. In other words, encounters that uh, are not evade apprehension. So and, that and gotaways have been a challenge from the beginning, yeah. From the beginning. But that, that matches your numbers roughly? I believe so. So that's all without Title 42 in place. I mean, with Title 42 in with place. With Title 42. When it's removed, you're going to see more numbers. Well, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. That's over a million immigrants who have crossed the line illegally, according to U.S. law. And the guy who's charged with overseeing homeland security lets lets them lets them in the population. Just lets them in. Now I'm going to tell you I struggle with some things, and I'm, I'm going to share with you some of how we we do things and how things used to be in just a bit on the issue of immigration. Uh, because I believe they've made it nothing more than a political hot topic. That's number one. And number two, they're using some of these people, not all of them, but some of these people who come through um, to do their dirty work in false flag operations and other things. Let me give you uh, a couple more here, or at least one more. This one uh, comes from by way of Project Veritas. Listen to this. A source inside the federal government has come forward to reveal suspected terrorists are roaming freely inside the United States following the Biden administration's exit strategy in Afghanistan and the government's initiative to shelter fleeing refugees, known as Operation Allies Welcome. We are conducting thorough scrutiny, security screening. Anyone arriving in the United States will have undergone background check. Meet Anwar Halak Wahidi, who is classified as a Category 15 threat by the Department of Homeland Security for having used explosives or arms. Category 15 falls under the Tier 1 threat level, which is labeled as armed and dangerous. Documents further reveal he was only added to the terrorist watch list after already being admitted into the U.S. on October 17, 2021, under Operation Allies Welcome. Wahidi applied the next day for his two-year work visa, and 10 days later, it was approved. Nazir Ahmad Rahimi entered the U.S. on August 24, 2021 flagged by DHS because he has engaged or is likely to engage in an unspecified violent terrorist act. Despite being apprehended by ICE while in the U.S., he is yet to be deported, and his last known address is in our nation's capital. Ismail Jarat arrived in the U.S. on August 31, 2021. No surprise there, later, huh? He was re-added to the terror watch list as a Category 15 for having used explosives or arms. Since then, his work visa has been approved. Tassanola Wafa Manazil was paroled into the U.S. on October 14, 2021. The next day, he was re-added to the terror watch list as a Category 7 threat if enters the U.S. and also approved for his two-year work visa. This begs the question, how could this be happening? I am so proud, so, so proud of what we were capable of doing and what we did in Operation Allies Welcome. 
thousands of our Afghan allies paroled into the United States swiftly receive employment authorization. This We're also continuing fool. to work with the State Department to improve the efficacy, integrity, security, and transparency of the U.S. Refugee Admissions Program. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? They, they know... See, and I got to tell you, <clears throat> when I'm sitting here listening to this, this is the same Homeland Security that has also designated you and I, many of us with our ideologies, as domestic terrorists. I have a real problem with the no-flight no fly, uh, list. Here's why. According to our Constitution, your liberties are not to be infringed. That includes the liberty to move and to travel. They're not to be infringed unless you've been indicted. And there are people who are on that no-fly list who've never been indicted. I did an article maybe eight years ago. Maybe it was longer than that. And we were going through the no-fly list. There was a there was like a three or four star general who was on it. It he hadn't I mean he hadn't done anything that was considered terrorist here in the United States. There was a baby in diapers that was on the no fly list. There was all kinds of people who were on the no fly list. The no fly list, listen to me, is unconstitutional. Now, if you've got a no fly list of people who are convicted criminals, okay. Or something like that. That may be one thing. You've got you've got something that ties in there with an indictment or a conviction. Fine. But they've got people on that list that haven't done anything, and then they know these guys are bad, allegedly. And what do they do? They let them in and they give them a work visa. What's that all about? Now, if they give them a work visa, they have to know where they're working. So, why in the world aren't they getting rid of them if there's some kind of if there's some kind of real danger, or are they just being manipulated by the same people who are letting them in? I'll let the uh, the listener decide that. Also, and this is just a little off the beaten path. You know, yesterday <clears throat> heard this story, and I was trying to pull up the. The particular uh, uh, article that I was looking for, and I, I couldn't find it for whatever reason. So I think I can pull that up uh, fairly quickly. I think. Um, well, we'll see. I figured that would uh, that would come up anyway. There was a sort of a not really a star of the movie or whatever, but there was a lady, and of course now Marvel's owned by Disney. Uh, but this Doctor Strange film, um, one of the ladies who appeared in that. Uh, her and her husband apparently got a 13-year-old girl drunk in order to recreate some kind of porn scene. Is there enough millstones that we can deal with some of these people? Just deal with them? I'm just asking. We don't need another law to tell us how wrong it is or bad it is. And by the way, uh, somebody was asking, I think, Bethany, you were asking about the, uh, is there a false flag with the overturn of Roe v. Wade? Yes and no. It's not a false flag. What they're doing is setting it up and saying, yeah, we're going to overturn that in order to push the agenda to, quote, unquote, legalize, actually write legislation that's against the Constitution, against the Declaration of Independence, that will say murdering your baby is perfectly fine. 
See, right now, there's no law that says that. And even if they write it, there's still no law that says that. Oh, they can point to words. But that law is undermining their oath of office and the law as it stands. You know, among the rights that government is to protect in this country, the first one that our founding fathers said was the right to life. If you won't protect that right right there, you won't protect any of the other ones. And they've demonstrated that they won't do that. They've demonstrated. So I just wanted to chime in on that. I, that was something that was mentioned in the chat. This is another guy who's a predator, you know, like the, the husband-wife team, you know, from the Doctor Strange movie. This guy is an NBC anchor. He's caught in the act of trying to solicit sex for an underage boy. Yeah. Check this out. Zach, right? You know where, you know where the golf Zach? stuff's at? Let's have a talk before we get the you cops here. You know what? That's okay, because here's the thing. I wasn't looking to meet him. Yeah, that's not what the chat logs say. say. All right, well, let's have a talk before well, we get the cops. So for those who are listening by way of the radio... <laughs> The guy with the camera is following him around uh, in a store and talking to him about what's going on because he come there to solicit a kid for sex. First of all, you guys were on an app. Hold your horse. 18 years and older. I thought the kid was 18. I wasn't looking. You knew he wasn't 18. You might be a good talker. Not this time. I was here to hang to, to talk. So we talk then. I gotta go. You don't yeah. have to go. You got all the time in the world. You were gonna go watch movies. No, I was not actually. We have all we have more information on you than you know. So all we're asking for is a phone. All right. Too much time. Go ahead. Let's go over in the shade. We do not want to talk. That just shows you're guilty. You know. No, I mean, not. explain no, your we side. Want, we want to hear all you right, out. We want to hear you out. Yeah. Well, I was actually looking to do a story on this. So this is actually oh, I'm sure you are. Yeah, too. Listen, okay. I'm not here. Stage is yours right now. I'm not here to have any kind of sexual I was here to talk to that kid, to get him off of these apps. Oh, That's right. what it is. Listen, I'm not having sex with him. He's there to get him off the apps that he was luring him in on. You didn't why know he was guys, 18. Wait, why do <laughs> you guys do this? To gay and lesbian people. No, 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 no. We do it to everybody. Oh, he's the victim now. Yeah, but I'm not a pedophile. So wait, you did know the age. Let's backtrack there. I did it two minutes ago. No, so you said 18 years old. That was that's not what I told you. I'm going to stop rolling here. Yeah. What? He told you that. So he doesn't want to hear the chat logs. The chat logs are bad, buddy. You don't want to hear them. Yeah, this guy is an NBC anchor. He's an NBC anchor. Uh, maybe he was um, going there to meet Brian Williams, and Brian Williams was there to do a documentary. Reckon that was what was going on, really? See, when these guys are caught, boy, I mean, they will go. I was meeting this young man to help get him off these apps that I was using to lure him in. I, I, yeah, you know what I think about this stuff. Uh, these guys were very kind to this guy. I'm going to tell you. Um, imagine if the people, the rightful law enforcers, the only law enforcers mentioned in our Constitution, were to deal with criminals like this. 
We might be watching a whole different video if that was going on. Yeah, but Tim, they could take the law in their own hands. Guys, we are the law. <laughs> Don't you understand it? We're the ones to bring about justice in this country. We're the ones to do it. We've been charged with that. That's our duty. This is why we have the right to keep and bear arms. Sure, I get it. We have self-protection and home defense and things of this nature. But when you read the Second Amendment, don't just look at the end. Look at the beginning. The militia, a well-regulated militia is needed. It's necessary to have a free state. If you don't want a free state, don't have a militia. And we don't have militias, and guess what we're seeing? Tyranny in the states. This isn't hard to understand. It's not difficult at all. If we're not doing what we're supposed to do, this is the result. You know, I think it does fall under the, the provisions that God gives us uh, in Timothy when Paul is writing there. And he says, if a man won't take care of his own, and specifically the context is about his widows, the widows in his own family. It says he is worse than an unbeliever and has denied the faith. I mean, it's incredible. You're right, Debbie. They, when they go to prison, when, when pedophiles go to prison, many of them talk or the people find out about it and they either get beat up or they get killed. I remember, I could probably pull it up right now, but I, I would forget the key words that I use in that. But there was a gentleman some years back and they were videoing him. He was in the courtroom and he was just standing there and he had killed his cellmate. And his cellmate had raped like a little 11 or 12-year-old girl. And he said, I'm laying there on the bunk bed. And he starts talking. And he starts telling me about what he did to this little girl. And I said, shut up. I don't want to hear it. Shut up. I don't want to hear it. And he gave the guy multiple opportunities to close his mouth because he didn't want to hear what the guy had done. And the guy wouldn't shut up. And he said, so I got off of the, the mattress. I punched him. I wrapped a wire around his neck. And I took his life. No regrets, no remorse. The guy was in there for murder anyway. But he didn't want to hear it. And there's a number of people. What was the guy from Subway? Jared. That guy, too. He got the pumpkin beat out of him when he got in prison, too, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of guys that will put up with that. There might be guys who engage in sodomy in there, but there ain't a lot of guys who will put up with that junk. And then there are those who are out among us who go find them and deal with them. You know, I find it hard. I, I find it very difficult to condemn such men who deal with on, on those issues. I really do. I really do. But in any case, one of the things that I also wanted to bring you, you, you saw this issue about the Homeland Security. I got a video this morning that came through on our Telegram. This one is um, is is pretty it's pretty disturbing in the fact that somebody caught some illegals trying to cross uh, over. I think this is in Texas, and you can see this one guy. His head keeps bobbing up and down. This guy is hanging on the pillar for dear life, and apparently he this guy is from Nicaragua trying to cross over one of the rivers, and he drowned there. And the border patrol has been told. Not to go in, I think they lost one of their own as he tried to rescue somebody or something. 
but now this guy lost his life trying to cross over. So whatever he, whatever these people are, some of these people are trying to get away from is apparently really bad. And by the way, you see there's women on the side of the bank here. Now I can tell you, as a guy who worked in construction, when a lot of guys talk about, well, there's military-age men, I recognize what they're talking about. Don't get me wrong. But when I was working construction, a lot of those guys didn't want to leave their families. They came over ahead of their families to get established, to set things up. And many of them, as far as I know, weren't troublemakers. They worked hard. They did all the things that they were supposed to do. And this, and I never asked who's illegal or who's legal. I just had people, I've assumed that there were illegal people there. But here they are trying to cross over and they're willing to, to give their lives and die. But you can rest assured that Deuteronomy 28 applies here. It does. The fact of the matter is God said he would send an army from afar, people with a tongue you would not know. The foreigner's going to come in, and instead of you being the head, instead of you being the lender, they're going to become the head. They're going to become the lender. You're going to become the tail, and you're going to become the borrower. I mean, that's God's promise. God doesn't change. He doesn't change how he deals with men. And yet, what do we see? We see foreigners coming in, taking representative positions in our government, Going up the the ladder in some of the business uh, that's done here in the United States, and a whole bunch of other things. That's part of God's judgment. I mean, it's not like God spun the earth and just said, "Hey, I'm going to let this happen." If it, this is going to happen, you know, just naturally. No, no, no. God is watching over that because God is sovereign over these things. He's even decreed them. There's a good purpose even in his judgments and for his people, his disciplines. He has a good purpose in that. And sometimes we don't see that. What we see is, oh, this is really bad. Oh, this is terrible. And we never ask, well, why is it coming upon us? Is it because we're really bad? Is it because we're really terrible? Now, I know you MAGA crowd out there, you're, you're like, no, 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 because I've had some of the discussions. That, no, 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 we're really not that bad. It's, it's Democrats who are bad and blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Man at his root is wicked. His heart is wicked. It's deceitful above all things. Who can know it, the Bible says. And this comes out, look, this comes out in a number of ways. It doesn't have to be somebody pulls out a gun and shoots you or, you know, like this couple that I was talking about earlier gets you know a young girl to recreate some kind of scene. It, it comes out in a number of different ways. Here's one of them. A new unconstitutional bill would fine parents of unvaxxed kids and double income tax for refusing COVID jab and boosters. That is a wicked law. And the guy who put it forth, Rhode Island Senator Samuel W. Bell, He's wicked, too. He's wicked, too. An absurd COVID-19 bill by radical leftist road... No, he's not a radical leftist. He's a lawless man. Let's call it for what it is. Let's get, let's get our terminology. You remember how I was telling you I was changing up my terminology earlier? There's a repentance that takes place there, too. 
let's change our, let's repent of our language. Right, left, Republican, Democrat. Let's just call them, these are lawful people, these are unlawful people. Or lawless, let's put it that way. So let's do it this way. An absurd COVID-19 bill by lawless Rhode Island Senator Samuel W. Bell says that residents who refuse the vaccine, the, the well, it's fraudulently called a vaccine, the shot, the COVID mRNA shot, and its booster shots are subjected to fines and pay more income tax unless they receive an exemption. Bill introduced Rhode Island Senate Bill S-2552 on March the 1st, and as of last week, the bill had not been passed into law, uh, had not been passed into law, is currently in review by the Senate Health and Human Services Committee. This thing really ought to be shot down. And even if they pass it, let me tell you something on the income tax. The vast majority of you listening to me, go read the tax code. The vast majority of you, if you're just working, trading your time for money, you're not subject to income tax. Because income doesn't apply to you. Now, is there a constitutional income tax? Yes. But it doesn't apply to the, the bulk of Americans. It really doesn't. Largely, it applies to those who are employees of the government. Uh, if you sell alcohol, tobacco, firearms, or explosives. If you're a foreigner. Yep, foreigners are, are, to, are to be ones paying a lot of that stuff, too. If you get capital gains and things of that nature. Yeah, sure. That all settles on there. I have a problem with <laughs> I have a problem with a lot of the the taxation. Because it is the government it assumes that government has ownership to the fruit of your labor. That's that's the underlying thing that nobody looks at. And I remember not what was it several years ago, 2012, when Mitt Romney was running for office. And yes, I told people about that. I got death threats over that. Is it me? Little redneck out here in South Carolina. I, I had people saying, I'm going to kill you if I ever meet you. Because <laughs> I was showing them what Mitt Romney was. All the other sites in our, in our conglomerate at that time were promoting Mitt Romney. Why? Because he was giving them a lot of money. And he was a Republican guy. A lot of money to send out emails, like 10 grand to pop, boom, boom, to send out emails. And I was showing what Mitt Romney had done as a governor. How he supported sodomites in the Boy Scouts. How he supported the murder of the unborn. How he supported the sodomite agenda. How he was on taxes, all this stuff, and then he came out and he said, "You know that that um, you know forty seven percent of the people or whatever aren't paying any income tax." And see what it does is it riles the people up. Well, I'm paying mine, so doggone it, they ought to be paying theirs instead of saying, "Well, wait a minute, why are any of us paying income tax?" You know, for years the federal government existed apart from what you think are income taxes, or what you think are income taxes. Taxes on the money that you earn. They existed. Now they're in debt, close to $30 trillion, and they're taxing you. Do you see how that works? But here's what we read. S-2552 states eligible Rhode Island residents would have to be vaccinated against the convids, and if they reject, 
they could face a $50 monthly fine and pay double the state income tax. You want to talk about getting some people out of that state? That's what it's going to do. People who stand against that aren't going to stay there. They just aren't going to stay there. There are also fines for unvaccinated children under the age of 16 that would be imposed on the parents. Text from the bill reads, the act would mandate all residents 16 years or older to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Um, if a resident is under 16 years of age, the resident would be required to be immunized against COVID-19 with the responsibility for ensuring compliance, falling on all parents and guardians with medical consent powers. So they're going to throw it on mom and dad, and mom and dad may not want to have that done to their kids. And they're going to hold mom and dad responsible if they don't get them the shots. And I'll bet if the kid dies or has adverse effects or any of that stuff, they're, they're not going to hold the people who gave them the shot responsible. Not going to do that. Now, they're probably going to cover it up and say, wait a minute, uh, this kid had COVID. Additionally, any person who violates this chapter would be required to pay a monthly civil penalty of $50 and would owe twice the amount of personal income taxes. Talking about the bill, Bell told the Boston Globe, the reason I introduced the bill is we have a crisis with the pandemic. No, we do not. No, we don't. You're a liar. You're a liar and your hair's on fire. Thousands of Rhode Island Islanders have died. I've had really painful calls from constituents who can't go to the store because they're immunocompromised, who have lost loved ones to this pandemic, who are really ill and not fully recovered, suffering long-term effects. I don't care. I don't care who you've known that's done any of this stuff, that's had any of these problems or any of this stuff. To continue to promote what is yet to be proven makes you a liar. And I can't tell whether you know these people or not. And you're certainly not upholding an oath of office that you took there, uh, Mr. Bale. Nope, you're not upholding the office that you took. You're not to oppress the people. Oh, but Tim, it's, it's a pandemic. Okay, then prove that I'm sick. If you're going to tell me that I have to stick something in my body, how about actually showing me that I am in need of that? Oh, well, you need to take tests. No, 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 no. I'm not going to submit to your thing so you can manipulate the evidence to support what you're doing. The thing is, is... These guys are assuming, see, this is where we've gotten to. And I've told you about the gun issue. When you go to purchase a weapon, what's the deal there? Is it, is it an American process or is it a foreign process? Well, it's a foreign process. Why do I say that? Because you were assumed guilty. In other words, you were assumed to be someone who cannot go and purchase a gun until you demonstrate that you're innocent. Right? That's why they run the background checks. That's why they do that. They put you through that stuff because they're assuming you are guilty and you must prove your innocence. And they're doing the same thing here with the health stuff. They were assuming you are sick, you're carrying contagion, you're deadly to society, and so therefore you must take our test, which doesn't work which has known carcinogens in it as well. 
And you must do this to prove your innocence and you're not a health risk to your fellow man. This is what they're doing. Um, there's something else. And uh, Matt Agris brings this up. Bell has a four-month-old son with an uh, interstitial, did I say that correctly, uh, lung disease, which puts him at serious risk of complications and even death if he contracts a respiratory infection. This is extremely unfortunate, and Bell should take every precaution to ensure his son lives a long and happy life. I totally agree with that. That's, his, that's what he should be doing as a father. Absolutely. But instead of taking personal responsibility and protecting his son himself, Bell is abusing his political power to force other children to take a vaccine because he thinks that is his right. That's exact. See, see, they don't take their own responsibility, their personal responsibility as a father. They go and stick something else on the people. Here's what he said. My son's condition has made me feel more compassionate and ready for the heavy level of abuse I knew I'd receive. No, you're going you're, you're gonna to receive some abuse, dude, because you're acting outside the scope of your authority. I love my son more than I can put into words. And the idea of him not being able to interact with people and to go to school, those things terrify me. And I'm not the only parent of a child with a serious immune condition. Well there, Dr. Bell. Since the vaccines don't work, since they aren't safe or effective, like we told you they weren't, part of the problem is, is if you really love your son, then you would protect him. And that's not by going and terrorizing everybody else. Okay? It's not by terrorizing everybody else. And these shots have been shown to be deadly. To cause adverse effects. And yet, Mr. Bell claims to be concerned about his son, but what he wants to do is he doesn't have any concern for all those children that he wants to force vaccinate, force give the shots. Doesn't have any compassion for them. Doesn't have any love for them. That's not the only bill that's coming out here, too. There's a House Republican. Okay? Remember, some of you guys are still on that Republican, right, red, all that stuff, right? House Republican introduces bill to give Biden sweeping unconstitutional authorities to wage war in the Ukraine. Yeah, what could go wrong here, right? Uh, according to our Constitution, the Congress is the one, is the specific branch of government that declares war. Have they declared war? Mm -mm. But, but Biden is already sending troops over there to defend the Nazis in Ukraine. I mean, that's what he's doing. That's what's going on. And yet now, what do we find out? On Sunday, Congressman Adam Kinziger, representative of Illinois, or he's a uh, representative out of Illinois, Republican, announced a new authorization for use of military force. Okay? If passed this particular authorization will allow President, excuse me, Joe Biden to deploy American troops to defend Ukraine if Russia uses chemical, biological, or nuclear weapons. Congressman issued a press release saying the legislation would establish important red lines. See, what is this? 
the red line dude is you declare war or you don't declare war. And if you're not declaring war, you don't need any of this stuff. None of it. So he issued a press release saying the legislation would establish important red lines and echoed Biden's plea that Putin must be stopped. Oh. Yeah, not Zelensky, not his Nazi brothers over there, but Putin. I'm introducing this uh, AUMF as a clear red line so the administration can take appropriate action should Russia use chemical, biological, or nuclear and or nuclear weapons. We must stand up for humanity and we must stand with our allies. As the President of the United States has said, Putin must be stopped. Accordingly, the Commander-in-Chief to the world's greatest military who couldn't find his underwear this morning should have the authority and means to take the necessary actions to do so. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. He should have the authority and means to take the necessary actions to do so? No, 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 no. See, Mr. Kinzinger, this guy doesn't know his constitution, or he knows it and he's ignoring it. The authority here is with Congress. You said, well, but they have a NATO treaty, and so the president is to carry that out. Yeah, but still, it doesn't undermine what the Constitution says. And if you're going to be taking American men and women and throwing them into battle, what does our Constitution say about that? That's right. It says Congress must declare war. See, they're getting around all of the law by undermining the law with a treaty. Okay? They're doing that. There's also this idea that what they're going to be turning over to Joe Biden, and they're not going to turn it over to Joe Biden, they're going to turn it over to his handlers, whoever his handlers are. I mean, this guy, like I said, he can't, he can't even find his underwear. Okay? He doesn't know what room he's in sometimes. Oh, there was, oh, there was another thing. <sighs> I got this this morning. This is rather interesting. I hope it won't trip out on Delaware. It's just okay. So let me see if I can pull this up here to where I can show you. Wait, no, I can't do it off of that. Let me see if I can pull this up here and I'll show you. Now, this is um, this is old Joe. This is the guy that doesn't even show up when when people are are trying to film him with their cell phone. He doesn't even show up. In in the thing, Delaware, check this out. Small state. You can't even see him. They're uh, right in front of him. You can't even see him in the uh, in in the cell phone. This is the same Joe. Kind of makes you wonder what went on right here. Are we seeing a green screen thing going on right there? It's kind of weird, isn't it? Whoops, excuse me. So all of this is going on, and what they want to do is they want to give this guy who you know can't get people to talk to him. He's allegedly the president of the United States. Can't get people to talk to him in a big crowd of people in the White House. They want to give him a blank check to go do anything and everything that he wants to do in Ukraine. What could go wrong with this? What could possibly go wrong? We're also told Kinziger uh, announced the bill on Meet the Press, telling host Margaret Brennan, I don't think we need to be using force in Ukraine right now. 
I just introduced and this this bill giving the president basically congressional leverage for permission to use it if WMDs, nuclear, biological, or chemical, are used in Ukraine. So I don't think we need to use force in Ukraine right now, but boy, I want to be prepared. I want to put that in his hands so so that he can... You know, Mr. Kinziger, one, do you think that Joe Biden is actually president and he actually won? That's number one. Number two, do you think he has the mental capacity to utilize what you're willing to give him in an honorable way, in a constitutional way, in a lawful way? I, I question whether Mr. Kinziger needs to be in office himself. I mean, I really question that. There are so many times where these guys are willing to break away from what the law is that restrains them in their actions of the things that they would emotionally be driven to do. And they're just willing to give away the store. They do it in their unconstitutional spending, robbing the people of their inheritance, burdening them with more debt while they live high off the hog, pat each other on the back, eat, drink, and be merry, and then get up to play WWE the next morning on the the house of the or the floor of the house of the floor of the Senate. Again, I'm going to say it this way. You are not going to fix that at the ballot box. You're not going to fix it. You can kid yourself all you want to. What you're going to fix it with is when we are the people who get involved in this, we educate ourselves first and foremost, not indoctrinate ourselves, educate ourselves as to what our duties are before God and before man. Understand why we've been given the rights that we've been given, and that's to do those duties, and then perform them. And then perform them. And I, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that if you can get the people in the right mindset, if you give them the right orthodoxy, if you will, the right doctrine, the sound doctrine, they will have the orthopraxy. They will have the right practice. And that's got to be where we're the ones bringing the justice. You say, well, what are you talking about, Tim? Go back and read the book of Judges today. Take time just to read the book of Judges. See how the people were executing the law. They were the ones doing it. That's where we need to be. That's really what we were given, the opportunity to do those things. And uh, when we do that, when we're the ones who bring justice, we'll see the Lord's blessing again. Not until then. That's what makes America great, is obeying God and keeping his commandments. Guys, have a great day. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And we'll be back with the Common Core Diva Lynn Taylor tomorrow. See you.